Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to NBNR, the authority on unfiltered opinions and authentic player insight for Nebraska athletics. Connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, and at nbnrpodcast.com. We have a saying, no block, no rock. You know, we just really love Otter. He's a junkyard dog. Hey, Kenny Bell ran up to me. He's like, you know what you just, what you just did? <laughs> you get mad. Would you go get in the portal and go to another podcast? You know, usually dumbbells are in pairs. They had five dumbbells. Hang <laughs> got it, Muhammad. GBR. Go Big Red indeed. No block, no rock. Season 3, episode 2. 12 days until Nebraska kicks it off against Northwestern in Dublin, Ireland. Are you good now? Are you on now? Unbelievable. Yeah, on. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> okay, you guys. We are, as always, in the tap room of Nebraska Brewing Company, 108th and Harrison in La Vista, Nebraska. I, myself, am enjoying what's called the Cow Tipper Cream Ale. Brand new. Yeah. We are getting like the pilot right now. We are like, well, the three of us are drinking it, and then Kyle's drinking uh, a water or a, what is that, a pog seltzer? The pod The pod. seltzer. Yeah. Thank don't. you, Mike. One of these days, Paul will make it pod seltzer and not pog seltzer, but you, you know what? Think. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's right there. I mean, yeah. Can you change it now um well this cream ale it's like a lot of people when they when they hear cream ale they think it's like kind of thick and like kind of syrupy it's like not it tastes that like at all. vanilla and it yeah, does not it does not it's it's just more of kind of a a more bitter lager it's a little more boozy and if you're into like carbonation like light beer if you are a light beer connoisseur you're going to love this beer yeah and it's like i said it's got a little bit more booze in it so It'll satisfy that hankering if you got that. Kyle, pod seltzer? Yep, the pod seltzer. Okay. Today was a perfect uh, seltzer day. I was like, dude, I just need to go. <clears throat> I just need to go a little bit light today. Mm. And uh, that's what did it for me. There you go. That, yeah. that tickled your fancy, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so we got a guest. Uh, he is his stage name known as Cooper James, right? That's right. Gretna native. Yes, sir. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um. What are you sipping on? I am also sipping on the cow tipper and everything that you just said about it, I 100% agree with. It's like, because I'm a big bush light guy. I mean, you know, just kind of domestic light. This is like, this is like bush light that went to private school and then got kicked out of it. Right. Hell <laughs> yeah. Let's go. No free shout outs. <laughs> no. I can't believe it. Yeah, that shit is, no, it's good. That's that's a great way to describe this beer. No, it, I would drink a lot of those. Fuck yeah. Absolutely. Well, we might have to. Yeah. Yeah. Might get a little belchy on this podcast. That's Who always cares? my problem. Like, I'll be off off mic here just like absolutely ripping burps while you guys are talking <laughs> hopefully you can't hear it even though it's super echoey in here it's oh it's fine we have the great auto audio editing tools to oh uh, yeah to, to fix all this echoing mess of the the tap room in here so we're nice. good mike what you doing what you got over there man dude i got the cow tipper God, we're, so all, we're all we're all tipping cows, cows. we're all tipping cows you yes. ever been cow tipping no I, I have you i'm opposed on so i've done it three times all the same buddy shit. of mine and it was only one of them that any success came out of it. And it was the third time. And it was all on this dude's farm uh, just outside of Crete, Nebraska, when I was going to college down there. And uh, the first two times, couldn't even find the cows. And then the next one was like, we found the cows and they're sleeping. Um, <laughs> and my buddy went to go demonstrate. And it was full. Like, you ever seen Tommy Boy where he just goes face first? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, did not work. Well, then he's... You know, took care of getting all that off of his face. And he's like, okay, well, it's your turn. So then I went for it. Two, three belly left, whatever. And I, like, absolutely nailed it. And it was so – it made it so <laughs> How satisfying it. is it? Dude, it's – because you got to, like – it was, like, I made the mistake of picking the biggest cow there. But I'm like, you know, I was so amped up. I was just so stoked. Like, this is 
the adrenaline over, just, we are over three at this point and the <laughs> adrenaline was just there and it's it's so much easier than you than you'd think because like it's they're just built like big fat tables you get underneath it push just right it's like dude you're pushing a two thousand pound animal over <laughs> like what primal what primal satisfaction does that not bring you know i am the top of the food chain motherfucker. i am the top of the food chain <laughs> okay so so, you're daddy now cow i will eat you yeah here's the thing like I've heard of people saying like, oh, you know, I've been cow tipping before. I've never heard anybody say, I went three times. <laughs> we, and we, we were over three. Well, and then finally no. we got the job done. It was basically the first two times we, because it was just this farm that was really easy to sneak onto. So the first two times weren't just the intention of going cow tipping. They were both like, maybe we'll go cow tipping. Maybe not. Probably just drink a bunch of beer and find a creek to throw stuff in. But <laughs> the last one was like finally successful. And... My so, buddy Garrett, if you're listening to this, please, for the love of God, tell me all the stories I don't remember about <laughs> the Dickens farm because God, when, that place is when can, why, why would you forget? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> too many, too many bush lights will do that. Yeah. No response. <laughs> so when can we expect uh, a song about these these trials? About cow tipping? About cow tipping. <laughs> Dude, to be honest with you, like I hadn't even thought about that in such a long time. That was twenty eighteen. Almost four years ago now, fall of 2018. I like, I just like forgot about that, man. I can't believe that. The good old days. I just, I just need to start like hanging out with you guys and seeing how many more like deep rooted memories. <laughs> hey, like, yeah. we'll pull up. We're gonna start fueling your yeah. your your songwriting yeah. abilities. Because like, well, who wouldn't want to hear a song about cow tipping? Yeah, exactly. That'd be, fun, that'd be a fun song to write. Yeah. Okay, so we're talking about you know writing songs, all this stuff. We haven't given him a proper introduction. I just really wanted him to talk about beer because he was like sitting there, like, "Is they're gonna ask me?" No, about my I'm, beer? Dude, I'm just sitting like listening to how you guys are describing this beer and then trying to find my own twist to put on it when you ask about the beer. Nailed like, it. Oh, you guys hit the nail on the yeah. head. Man. Sometimes you just say what needs to be said, yeah, and nothing more, nothing less. Put it out there into the universe, and the universe gives nothing back, right. and that's what that's what beers drinking beer is all about. Yeah. Absolutely, and. Here we are describing the beer, you know, but here you are talking about living the actual lifestyle of cow tipping. How many people can say that they actually did the thing that the beer says it is? So it sounds like you know? he initiated, he, he struck first on, on the cow. And it's funny because why is Cooper James on the pod? I mean, not only is he a great local talent here and we need to we need to shine light on that indeed but he's also the son of a husker great aaron graham so when i'm thinking oh you know i just like got there and just struck this cow and knocked it on its ass i'm like where man where did he get that from genetics yeah. right dude you know what's so funny my dad has definitely not heard that story that's how like i don't know if i purposefully repressed that story i don't know if there was like something bad that we were doing i really hope not because we just put it out into the world whatever but i'm gonna have to tell him every bit of that story yeah. he's gonna be like i'm yeah. so proud of you there he will. So that's, like, that's the farthest i mean you know i, I played football up through seven seventh grade and i was like you know what not for me whatever but i loved it and the best part about it because i played center too and dude it is so satisfying when there's like a big mf across from you that's a <laughs> nose guard and he looks like he's gonna eat your shit and then he but then you realize like, i'm gonna get lower than you and i'm gonna get up and you're gonna go cry on your mom and then you do and you put them flat on their ass and it is so satisfying and Tipping that cow over satisfied every urge I had to do that since I was 12 years old playing Gretna Ever football. since you stopped playing in seventh yeah. grade, that was yeah. just all the pent up. Just pent up, like dad pulling their kids on a tube in the summer to make up for wanting to beat their asses all year. Yeah, like, take that. <laughs> just take it out on this cow. You just see that wave right there, and you're like, oh, I'm angling. Oh, it's, oh here we go. You crank up the nickel back on the radio like somebody's <laughs> mom's going to be pissed. <laughs> nickel back. <laughs> Why well, why Nickelback? Because it's just like ignorant. Well, we rock. Lived, so we lived on, we actually just moved out of Ashland. Um, and we, we were on a lake down there. And my favorite thing to do is pull people tubing. And there's this, like, all my friends know it is the song Nobody Survives. And it's Burn It to the Ground by Nickelback. Oh, yeah. So if we go out, there's a bunch of, wa- if there's a bunch of boats going, there's a bunch of waves. And I got a bunch of buddies. And I got my real daredevilish friends out on the tube. I turn that song on and crank it up. Nobody has ever stayed on the tube long enough to hear the finish of that song. Okay, so all I'm hearing is a no block, no rock challenge. Us oh three God. on the Fuck tube. that shit. No. Us There's... three on the tube, and we're, stay, we're staying the whole song. That's all I'm hearing. There's hey. nothing that hurts more than getting flown airborne off of a tube. I'm just and y'all telling you that with now. me yet. <laughs> I'm like, dude, there are a few things that I will openly brag about. 
I drive a damn good boat with a tube behind it. Fuck yeah. I'm a menace. Hell yeah. I like increasing insurance rates if you get on that tube. So uh, what kind of boat you got? Let me tell you about this damn boat because I'm going to miss this boat so much. It was a 22-foot Bennington Tritune. So it was a pontoon, but it was a Tritune. Had a 200-horse Yamaha outboard on the back of it. The thing is with tritunes, because you know I've read, I've grown up riding on pontoons and tubing behind just like you know the two little pontoon boats with like you know a fifty horse Yamaha or whatever. It's like not even close because a tritune that third pontoon on the bottom with it being a little bit longer, it like you're kind of cruising back. Y'all can't see my hand gestures right now, but you're mm. like imagine you're like on a roller coaster. Like it's it it moves a little bit better. Like you could turn that some bitch on a dime. <laughs> You know, so you get somebody on a tube and you turn it out and then kind of cut the throttle a little bit, crank it and floor it. That Yamaha is screaming. Every mother is worried. And I'm about to have the greatest experience of my life as I'm looking at <laughs> Fucking these people. Fucking badass. Just about to sh- send them in a stratosphere. <laughs> the, a shit-eating grin. The oh, last dude. time I was on a pontoon, my bachelor party, Jared, do you recall? We yes. were, on the, were on my buddy's parents' pontoon Jeez. that they, they let us graciously borrow for my bachelor party uh, in Okaboji. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And my buddy Ryan's driving, and we got all the guys on the boat, and Ryan's <laughs> like, hey, guys, like, we need to distribute weight a little bit better. You know, we got <laughs> like 14 grown-ass men on this thing, and 10 of them are in the front of the boat. <laughs> we're driving <laughs> Okaboji on, <the laughs> on Westlake, and next thing you know, the whole front end goes down in the water. Oh, no. I have never seen some of these guys move that fast. <laughs> Dude, it's so funny because I was in Okaboji with my buddies last summer, and we did the same thing. It was just because it was really wavy. Yeah, like that's the, how it was. Yeah. yeah, but a bunch of water comes up. Dude, we had all of our coolers at the front. Yeah. It was just enough water to throw all the coolers into the back, like all wash them all the way oh, to the back sh- of the boat. So we're all screaming and losing our shit while the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald is blaring through the speakers. <laughs> and we're trying to figure out how we're going to like pick up all of the – the two cases worth of Coors Lights that are just all over the lake right now. No free shout outs. So. <laughs> it's like two free shout outs already. <laughs> dude, Coors Light, it's like shouting out Aquafina. That is water, dude. Yeah, it tastes yeah. like you're drinking silver bullets. It tastes, yeah. it, like yeah. if I sucked those in a cup of water and drank it, it would taste like Coors Light. It tastes God, like dude. when they make Coors Light, it's like they just pump a bunch of water through a filtering like carbonation system while somebody in the next room over just yells, beer! <laughs> and that's like where all the flavor comes from. It's just someone yelling beer, and it just gets no, trapped in the game. You used to be a wow. Coors guy, Jared, huh? I still am. Oh, okay. I will, right. I'm not going to sit here and die on the fucking Coors Hill or anything. But <laughs> Hey, you know what hill I'm going to die on? Die in the mountains? What's this the... cow tipping beer at Nebraska Brewing Company. Hell yeah, dude. That is a paid sponsor. Let's go. We have to mention that. <laughs> this, this is good stuff. Great, great way to just wrap that around. Yeah, Mike. full circle, baby. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Always. Full circle. Okay, let's let's continue this interview, right? I mean, we're, we're having a good ass fucking time. This is great. I love it. Okay, so you got into country music. How long ago did you get in country music? Oh, dude, ever since I was born, man. So ever my since dad, you were born. Aaron Graham, my old man, grew up in Texas, and in the part of Texas they grew up in, the only country radio stations that they had were the ones that played the good old stuff, like the good old boys kind of shit. Real country music. Waylon Jennings, Johnny Cash, uh, Oak Ridge Boys. That's like that's that is the meat and potatoes of what I was raised on. But then it was also like you know. My dad drove F-150s throughout my entire childhood, and he always had um, these CDs with the best country music in the world on them. That's like all that we ever listened to. So that was, I mean, I've been listening to country music before I knew how to, before I even knew what music was. Yeah. Yeah. So who, who is your, your favorite country music singer? Who was the guy that you're like, that's who I want to be when you decided you wanted to go the country music route? I think, well, even, not even with, from that perspective, my dude is Waylon Jennings. I just look yeah. at Waylon Jennings and the guy that he was and how he impacted the industry and the scene back in the, you know, the seventies and eighties and how he was just the, the stereotypical outlaw, you know, revving a motorcycle in a hotel room, that kind of shit. <laughs> and it's like, how can you not love that? But it's also the, it's the fact that he was a badass, but also it was his music that I listened to when I was like three years old, driving to the golf course, windows down, like core memories. Yeah. So not only just him as a musician, but also like what his music did for me growing up. That's like that's where that he's the kind of person that he had the biggest impact on me growing up. If that's that whole realm of musicians that were like that, that's how they really impacted me, and that's how where I find that inspiration from. I guess. And yeah. this is this is so broad, and 
but it's like music has that effect, right? Where it just takes you back to a certain time. It does. It's like, it's literally like as music comes out and as you like enjoy music at certain parts in your life, yeah. you can listen to that song 20 years later and be like, yeah, I remember three years old driving to the golf course, right. listening to Waylon Jennings. Like, yeah. it's crazy how that stuff works. It yeah. takes you back to a time and place, and that's my favorite thing about music. And now that's if I favorite. hear Nickelback, I'm going to be like, gosh, <laughs> I need to get on a boat with Cooper James, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Core memories. Yeah. See, and like, I'm if anybody knows me, I'm not like the biggest country music fan or anything, but when, when you get the right country song, oh yeah, you, you hit that that balance of like melancholy and like longing and just sadness. Absolutely. But then you mix it with that kind of outlaw like dude mm-hmm. where you know that the dude that's singing it, he means it. Right. right? Like this you badass guy, it. he's not faking it. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, that that's the appeal that I get from country music. And you got – you. You say, oh, I don't listen to country music, but then you're like, we play some songs and you're like, oh, listen, she's man. a bad bitch. Oh, <laughs> you're stupid. <laughs> no, man, what, when I hear that Brooks and Dunn, sometimes I, that gets me. Throw yeah. the cowboy boots Come on, on start boots cooting boogie. Barbecue oh, no, beard so, freedom, baby. Nah, Let's so, go. Any, any of those like dancing country songs? Oh, yeah. I No. No, no, no. <laughs> oh. I, need, I need that sad. Okay. I need I, my woman. I'm out on the porch drinking a beer and I'm drinking my sorrows away. That's fair. Hey, this is the I, thing. she's acting single. I'm drinking, I'm drinking doubles. doubles. Banger. That's what Absolute I love right there. Song. Great song. That's <laughs> what I love about country music is, dude, it's so broad. It is so, so broad. You cover so much ground when you talk about the different types of country music. But it's like, and that's one reason why I love it. Because, dude, I will go through 35 different moods within a fucking hour about like right. how I'm feeling or like what I want to listen to or something. And I can change from, you know, like, Coulter Wall or Tyler Childers, you know, one of the guys that's more. So this is this is the way that I put it. You got whiskey country. I'm gonna mm. call it whiskey country, which is Tyler Childers, Coulter Wall. Um, I would say Zach Bryan kind of falls in that same realm too, um, where it's real and it's raw and it's like it, it, it's the real deal. And there's some serious stuff that gets talked about, and it's I, I see a lot of beauty in that, you know. And then you have beer country. Luke Combs, Morgan Wallen, Fuck yeah. the upbeat, like, let's go fuck some shit up. That's yeah. my, you know, that's like, my and, shit. And there's a time and place yeah. for that. But then you also have what I like to call White Claw Country, which White is like Claw. Luke Bryan, um, uh-huh. like that Pop star. that bullshit fancy like Applebee's song that yeah, makes me want to shove a screwdriver <laughs> up my nose every time I hear it. Have you covered well, that song yet? No. My rule is <laughs> if you want me to play that song, it's $1,000. <laughs> no, never once. It's that, it's, it is not that high because I'm trying to be facetious is because like i will not play that song you're like, I'm, not, I'm not a pop star i'm a country singer right <laughs> yeah i just my disdain towards that song walker hayes good for you dude going from working at costco 10 years ago right. to like having your banger getting your getting whatever you're overdue for good for you but that song fucking sucks <laughs> <laughs> hey i bet apple music made a shit ton of money oh, absolutely on it. Oh, no for sure. sponsors uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's three no that's like four <laughs> i don't know I, I never usually slip those in there but man we've got we've had, dude We've been just giving out free sponsors. No. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. So you just you just came out with this new single I called did. Thief. Thief. That's right. Now, j- just go into a little bit more. Uh, you know the the lyrics. Like, what's what's kind of the the background behind this new single of yours? Yeah. So this song, it's it's. So I'm usually when I write my music, it always ends up being perfect. You know, segue into the whole whiskey country thing. It's usually kind of like, you know, there's a lot there's a lot of substance to it. It's usually kind of slower and there's a lot going on. I feel like I got a lot to say. Thief was just me sitting down one day out of the blue. Like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to write a fun ass song. I want to write a fun song. And then I'm just like thinking of, you know, this guy, picturing this guy who was just taking L after L, cannot <laughs> score a chick. He's like, you know what? Fine. I'll just move on to her sister. Goes and moves, goes and moves on to the sister after this girl just turns him down at the bar. He goes, takes out this, goes, tries to take out his sister, her sister, not his sister. Yeah. <laughs> go, well, like, go big red, yeah, not roll tide. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's silly. <laughs> but he's trying to take out this girl, and then uh, they're about to leave, and then he realizes that uh, instead of going forwards, they're going backwards because his truck just got repoed with them in it. So okay. it's just this poor guy. But at the end of the day, <laughs> it's just a fun, upbeat, you know, kind of. Kick your boots off, dance a little bit song. Yeah. Well, and I listened to it and it's funny that we, you know, we talked about your journey and I'm listening to it. I'm like, okay, I've listened, I've been to multiple of your live shows and a lot of your cover songs and even some of your originals that you've sang, it it just, it seemed like a different style. And then, then you said, you know, like growing up, 
the type of music that you like to listen to. And I'm like, okay, well, that makes sense now. For sure. Yeah. And that's that's one thing that I really do enjoy about being totally independent is I can do whatever the fuck I want to. When it comes to right. release of music, I don't have a label that's you know trying to push them out a certain direction or anything. I'm not cutting other people's songs. It's all mine. So why not? While well, I'm still, you know, like fresh into this whole deal, just write whatever and play whatever. Yeah. And it's like yeah. it's, it goes all across the board, man. I've written like fifty something songs at this point. And they go all the way from fun and upbeat to like thief to oh my god, you know, there, there's some stuff that I don't know if it'll ever get put out there just because it's like so you know, personal. It gets heavy. Yeah. It gets really heavy. But hey, that's what I love about country music because it. It, it still fits. It still fits in the picture somewhere. Yeah. Now, would you ever be open to like? A local label like Saddle Creek, if they came calling, would you be like, eh, I might listen to what you have to say? Well, this is the thing. I'm, I'm going to listen to what everybody has to say. I had yeah. a chance to, um, I talked with some some representatives from, <laughs> no free sponsors, especially for this, <laughs> representative <laughs> from a pretty major uh, label in out of Nashville. Huh. And, you know, especially just after that, like looking at it at the major level, I'm like, no, no way. Not until, you know. The, the just the way that it works now is unless you have that substance of just a following, you know, especially social media presence, you already have people yeah. listening to your music. You have people that want to come and see you live. Yeah, they're they're like they're gonna screw you over at the end of the day, no matter what. But I'm also learning that there are lots of you know way small you know mom and pop esque uh, groups and agencies and labels and production you know coalitions basically that are that are formed that are just their end goal is to help you, you know? Yeah. And it's the thing that's tough though, especially in the music industry is there are so many people that create these groups like that, that are trying to make that what they're all about or make it look like that's what they're all about. But in the end, they shark it. They get you to sign just right. They, you, they get you on the dotted line. There's something that you miss. And before you know it, you're screwed and you can never play in that town again. Right. Which sucks because that's like the vast majority of the ones that I come across. But you know, mm. The the thing is, I'll entertain anything at least once. Yeah, I don't make yeah. promises, but the 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 last thing that I want to do is put myself in a situation I can't get out of, which happens all the time. Some well, like American Idol shit. Yeah, and you just get strapped to a T. Yeah, yeah, right. So that's interesting that you you talk about that because in the the digital age of like content and media and things like that this is something that i've kind of realized as a business owner that deals with media and then with you know no block no rock and and like a media company if you will yeah and that is like what is the difference between the old stuff like when people were first being discovered and you know like there wasn't this handful of the more you have the you know what i'm saying it's like the uh it's like the quantity yeah, over quantity quality. Versus, yeah, exactly. And so something that like, you know, at, nowadays it try to figure out like, am I just part of the quantity or do they see the quality in me? For sure. And so I don't know, like in the music industry, can you talk about or do you know anything about like what that used to look like compared to now? Because right now podcast, uh, you know, YouTube, TikTok. everything, TikTok, King. TikTok King. <laughs> uh it just seems like there's so there's so much like quantity and everybody kind of wants their hand in the pot. You know, if they can gather you, they'll gather you and then mm-hmm. you just kind of move along. But uh, do you know anything about like what it used to be like compared well, to now? Well, that, you know, if you look at it how it is now, just based on my personal experience, is everything oversaturated to all hell? Absolutely. Right. But like, that doesn't mean it's a good thing in one sense because the more – of the more quantity that you have to people, especially with the way the algorithms on TikTok and Instagram stuff work, um, they're, they've made it so precise that they're able to find these people and target you directly with people that you would directly relate with. And that happens to me on TikTok every single day. I keep yeah. finding artists that are right up my alley and I really love what they're doing. And, you know, I see that they only have, you know, relatively, it's not a lot, but like, you know, three, four, five thousand followers yeah. on TikTok, which is not a ton. But the fact that, you know, I was targeted uh, with their content it goes to show that it that algorithm is capable of putting some good stuff in front of you. That's exactly what you want to see. And it totally is what I want to see. But think about them, like that person individually, compared to the whole... I, I mean, if you think about every person that is out there in the United States trying to do exactly what I'm doing, be it going out and playing local shows, or what's more popular now is they don't even go out... I, I know people that don't even go out and play shows. They just they write songs and they record their own songs. Do them all through TikTok. Yep. Record videos of them singing their songs, and they are having massive success. Yeah, like yes. massive, insane, overnight, blown up success. Right, and that's that. I think that that really is the biggest thing because 
an overnight sensation. The term overnight sensation used to be kind of a, a I don't know what the word is, like a, a, a facade almost. Because back, you know, take it like 50, 60 years ago, an overnight success was somebody who just got caught right at the right time and everybody liked their stuff mm-hmm. and popped it off. Like, I don't know, Elvis, I need to go watch that movie. I need to go watch Elvis's movie. Me too. Yeah. 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 But if you like, I, I the way I would imagine it is he got out into the, the right places, you know, had his, had his music recorded or a video of him or something like that. Um, or just people, just people talking, you know, word of mouth used to be the game. It, the word of mouth itself used to be the entire game. But as somebody like Elvis is going out and his word is getting spread, you picture it like a week, you know, like that, f- that first week of Elvis's career is what people probably talk about when they hear overnight sensation. Overnight sensation, now I experience this. And I've talked to people that have experienced 10 times what I experienced. What I experienced personally when I did, I doubt you guys ever saw it, but I did this page called The Frat President. And I did um, this uh, the stereotypical frat president character. And it was just like this, I mean, you, you'll have to check it out to get an idea. Because <laughs> it's like, I, I mean, it was wild. But posting the experience of being 19 years old, posting a video on TikTok, or sorry, 20 years old, Posting a video on TikTok, having it get like 120 something thousand views and be like, you know, this is cool. How about I carry this on? Make another video and you wake up in the morning and that video has 3 million views and you have 200,000 new followers. Right. That is overnight sensation. Like that, that it's completely different. It is so different just how quickly people are getting brought up and shot up into the scene because what that does, and that's what I'm really noticing a lot of, like, I don't know if you guys have heard of Bailey Zimmerman. Yes. Yeah. So I'm a big fan of him. I really, right. I really like his style, and I think that the way that he came up is really, really interesting. Um, but he's just, he's, I, I see him as one of the, the, the curiosities of like, where's he gonna be? Because I wish him the best of success. I think he's super talented. I love his story, but with how insanely quickly he blew up, there's, it's, it's almost a guarantee that at some point it's just gonna. It's just going to come crashing right back down because right. when, you're, when you're brought up instantly overnight like that with no experience, because that's exactly how it used to be. The only way to get people to hear you was to go on the road, play your music, go play these bars and clubs or whatever. Hope you can get radio interviews. Hope you can get music out. Hope you can get a record deal. Hopefully that can promote like, it. The right person will hear it and like be yeah. your kind of advocate. Exactly. Whereas you don't really need that now. No, like you can you be don't. your own advocate mm-hmm. and if you if your content's good enough, like you said, the algorithm bam. will find it, right? right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's dude. It's so crazy how much of my, how much of any artist like my, how much our future relies on this fucking code, this right. algorithm. Yeah. Like, I mean, at the end, like when you really, really think about that, it's nuts. It is so crazy to think that every, no matter what I do, no matter how good it is, no matter how good I think it is, how good other people think it is, unless that algorithm catches it just right, nobody's gonna see it. And because that's one of, pretty much the only way nowadays that people are hearing about anybody, if if that algorithm doesn't catch it, you're toast. Like, right. It's a difference of a hundred dollars or a million dollars, just like that. Yep. Just like that. If if the algorithm picks you up, and it's cool that you were talking about, you know, getting spotted and everything. You're kind of working the best of both worlds. You're doing the live shows. You're kind of putting your foot here in the local area, doing all that, and then you're also still on the TikTok game, the algorithm game as well. For so, sure. Like. You're doing best of both worlds, so you aren't just going to be an overnight sensation. If somebody were to come calling, I mean, you're ready. You're ready right. for whatever. Well, that's that's the biggest thing that I think I learned from the frat president thing is becoming the overnight crazy, just you know, going from being absolutely nobody to going to Shields one day and I'm buying a gun safe and having some kid come up to me and be like, like this kid. It was so. The whole story is I'm there with my girlfriend at the time, and she went off to go look at bikes or whatever, and I'm sitting there <laughs> looking at. Um, these, these gun safes and there's a group of like teenagers and they're like kind of eyeing me and they're oh, like God. looking at but they were it was like kind of i couldn't tell if it was a stink guy i'm like trying not to like draw any attention i'm like because the thought at the time is just like what the hell is this group of kids doing and then one of them i hear him go go ask him go ask him i'm talking to me and then this kid comes up to me and goes are you the frat president and i'm like this is the first time i ever got recognized in public and i'm like yeah and that whole group of like 20 kids all goes, no fucking way. And they all start flooding around me and they're like trying to take pictures and shit. I'm like, oh my are God. you fucking serious right now? And, and I'll just like talk to them and ask them, you know, just ask, you know, take their pictures. One of them got a Sharpie from, uh, 
the guy working behind the desk to sign his phone case with. I'm like, are you kidding me? Well, <laughs> well, and the thing that's so interesting about that is like, you want to be recognized for your country music. Yeah. And so it's like, I get recognized, you know, say you have one thing like blow up overnight right. sensation. Right? right. And then those people have an expectation. They want that continue that content to continue. You're that guy. Right. You're yeah. That you're guy. that guy. Right. You and so, him. and so when you don't, continue that content and you're like i want to be recognized for something else maybe maybe that crowd doesn't dig what you're doing now yeah. and it's like okay well that was all for not so i've seen that happen a gazillion times especially with music people going wanting to go from a spe specific type of content creation whether it's comedy or you know another type of art or something like that um and transitioning over to music or another type of art well then you get a lot of people you know especially in the comments who's just like where's the whatever like where's the funny guy right. you know that kind of stuff i feel like i have been very particularly blessed because i've had um i feel like i was able to build or it was built for me by this community of people all, that all follow a tiktok page that just the the support has been absolutely astounding and it's mm -hmm. i still get messages from people you know it's like once every couple of weeks but i'll just open up my frat president instagram every now and then and i'll see that i got a dm it's like oh who's that it's like just be some guy like hey bro i know you haven't posted any frat president stuff but i'm really liking your music and i think if that's the way that you want to go totally like do it i'm like that's awesome bro can i have like i, I want to give you a hug right now <laughs> yeah can I, can I send you a t-shirt hug yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome i'm gonna give you a backstage pass yeah when i get big <laughs> all right so we are back on no block no rock a couple of us got new brewskis wick for brains the three of us kyle stuck with his little seltzer now cooper you, you take a sip of this wick for brains what, what's the first thing that comes in your head pop I'm on the back of a pickup at a pallet tailgate after drinking way too many of those things, and everybody hates me, but I'm having a great fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, that, that tastes, tastes like, like that tastes like I can hear the Fox on the NFL on Fox theme song playing <laughs> while my dad is yelling at the dog while I'm like 15. Will Smokey's in, yeah, and I am, and I'm, and I'm in my Husker hoodie, and I'm about ready to be either. As happy as I've ever been, or incredibly, unfortunately, disappointed. <laughs> Recently, more Spot disappointed. On. Yeah, <laughs> but I can't talk shit. I can't talk. Shit. Yeah, this man. is a fantastic beer. The picture that you painted, very good beer. Picture that you painted in my mind is like just beautiful, and it's poetic. I feel like I was there, have, don't you? You you have a way of just like putting pictures in people's heads yeah are yeah. you like, are you like nice. a songwriter or something no <laughs> yeah. maybe i figured i'd try it sometime yeah, you the should. way that it works is like i just picture myself sipping on this on the back of this tailgate while i make three female best friends all start to hate each other just to watch it all unfold <laughs> Isn't that the best just like completely gaslight them into thinking that all their boyfriends are secretly banging each, each oh one of them my like god and just sit Dude. on the tailgate sitting next to the fire listening to the morgan wallen playing or zach wow. bryan playing in the background while i'm watching the drama unfold <laughs> and i'm like holy fuck whose four-wheeler am i taking home like, <laughs> this fucking this dude took, that took a turn okay that's what it tastes like though every <laughs> sip is just something new hey, yeah dude, every, we're just gonna like sit here and just let him take more sips and tell us some more some, some more stories some artistic yeah. stories where i feel like i'm sitting next to him in the back of a pickup where he's fucking playing women over there <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right no fuck that let's get into football right yeah okay Good so beer. great beer before we get into like predictions Stuff like that. A story that you were telling us off air about your little, uh, your, the pontoon and and seeing a certain person. Like, I don't know so, how much detail you want to tell, but oh, I'll tell, go yeah, on I'll with it. I'll tell as much as I know because I wasn't there. So my dad had the whole line. This was last summer, I'm pretty sure. My dad had the whole offensive line over to do like a day camp because we, we had a beach, you know, and they were just doing drills and stuff. Well, they took the boat out. Well, um, Scott... Had a uh, that's it was Coach a Frost. Boat. Coach Frost, Coach Frost <laughs> <coughs> was on his boat, his recently acquired boat, um, and he was going one way while my dad and the the boys were all going the other way, and they're all passed by. They all go, "Hey, Coach!" And the way it sounded is Scott did a double take what? and looked and saw everybody. Uh, whoever was driving. Put the boat in a neutral, and Scott Frost did a backflip off of his boat before he climbed up onto ours. <laughs> That's fucking sweet. So Scott yeah. Frost, athletic motherfucker, right? That's the way that it sounds. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to fact check that because I'm trying to think <laughs> of how many beers in my dad was when he told that story. 
But I, I don't feel like that's something that you could just make up. Though. But that's the thing, like you know? that I very vividly remember hearing something. Scott Frost did a backflip at some point. He totally did a backflip. <laughs> that, that's point. a fact. Either yeah, way, like yeah. the dude is the dude's a hoss. Yeah, yeah. that guy. <laughs> you know? He was a stud in 1997. And he is still a stud today. Well, it's but, funny because we had a segment on here. This is months ago. We had a segment about like, all right, which coaches had the most punchable face and like who would win in a fight would <laughs> would scott frost beat jim harbaugh in a fight do you think scott frost is the toughest motherfucker in the big 10 physically i'm trying to think i'm trying to think of a coach that scott frost wouldn't beat the shit out of well right? we know that he'd like, kick burt bielema's ass oh, yeah. fuck kurt ferentz <laughs> you know the, the, old, the, no. the, the only people that like i'm not not certain about is like um mel tucker it's Mel Tucker. Mel Tucker. Yeah. He's scary. He's a scary motherfucker. Yeah. Come on, man. But but I'm just saying, right. like, we we talked about Jim Harbaugh being just like crazy, just like he's not gonna go down unhinged. But <laughs> I think I think Scott takes it. I think he's he is physically superior compared to them, but he just doesn't win games as the dude much. is whoa, yet, whoa. right we're not talking about actual coaching okay yeah, we're, we're talking about kicking someone's ass yeah scott <laughs> can do a backflip and kick everybody's ass much different <laughs> i bet you jim harwell can't do a backflip onto a fucking boat i doubt that you know he probably could i, I mean he wasn't he, he wasn't the one quarterback himself because so. that's the thing is scott and scott saw and that mr frost saw the opportunity there with two boats and him and his old team as former teammate is like, am I gonna backflip off my boat right now? I'm and gonna he, and, and his, in his brain, at some point, he said, "Fuck yeah, I'm gonna backflip." Yeah. Back <laughs> at some point, Scott, like the word backflip went through Scott Frost's mind, and he just fucking did it. You know what went through went through his head was, "Fuck it, fuck it, fuck it." You know, I'm gonna summer. show off. Yeah, hopefully I don't swallow my chew. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the worst. Well, let's see, a broken neck or swallowed my chew. Which one's worse? Who knows? Gosh, it's tough. I can tell you which one is worse. I can tell you which one is worse. It's swallowing the chew. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you guys saw that highlight of that baseball player that did that. Yeah. And he just oh, threw up all over the center field. <laughs> and the, the commentators yeah. had no idea what to say. They're, They're like, like uh, oh. oh. I think they just said, well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. My buddy's dad caught me with a can of chew. He made me eat half the can. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Do oh. you still chew? Nope, because of that. There you go. That's what did not. it. And you know what? Thank you. Thank you so much to my buddy's dad for doing that because, like, I would be a disaster if I still chewed. Like, when I, mean, when I was yeah. a kid, I thought um, Fresca tasted like that. Because <laughs> I, I drank, that was my uncle's spit can. Oh, oh my oh. God. <laughs> so I, I drank it and I'm like, Fresca fucking sucks, man. <laughs> Who the hell drinks this shit? This is better. This shit sucks. Oh, God. And then like 10 years later, someone's like, here, try this Fresca. I'm like, sniffed it and I'm like, whoa, that. That's not smell the, like mint. That's not that traumatizing. <laughs> like I should be like recoiling in fear, but I'm not. This is actually pretty good. Man, Fresca changed their game up. I like it. I yeah. like the direction. They <laughs> changed the recipe a bit. <laughs> they must have did some surveys and yeah. It tastes, tastes like less like Uncle Saliva. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that could go in so many. Okay, oh you guys, let's 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 get Cooper's take, like his his hunch. For year five under Scott Frost, these past four years, you know, disappointment would be an understatement. That's no secret. So what are what are you seeing with year five? You can give us like a record prediction if you want to. A lot of new faces on the staff. A lot of new faces, frankly, on the field too. Do you think that's going to pay off in the end? What do you think? So let me tell you, this is this is pretty much every bit of what I've learned over the past 22 years of seeing my dad, who is a former Husker football legend and the people he's interacted with and hearing the stories and reading the books and seeing the freaking movies that they're making about it now. Right, right. Back 1994-95 and in 97-2, the reason why it happened is because you had a perfect storm. You have the most athletic motherfuckers you could find in the entire country that all wanted the same thing and they all wanted it more than anybody else. And that's what it takes to be to be to be the best because they were the best and like when you think about what it really means to be the best at something especially in college football man like that trophy at the end of the season that somebody gets there is so much that goes into doing something like that and it is it you can you can look at the at the the what's going to be different the ins and outs and the technical aspects of it but what it's really going to come down to 
is how the players are interacting with each other and how much they are getting out of their practice and how much more they are wanting it every single practice and how much time they're spending in the weight room, how much time they're on film or how much time they're looking on film and how much they are willing to put their pride aside for the benefit of something bigger. Because you, you can shove as much money as you want to into this program. I really think it, it but it's just going to come down to them. And that is coming from, a, I, I make noise for fucking money, dude. Yeah. Like I sit and watch football <laughs> just to drink 10 beers and yell at a TV. Let's yeah. go. That's Welcome we to the do. club. Yeah. Baby. Hell yeah. There you go, right? Hell yeah. But after experiencing what I experienced growing up and hearing how, you know, my dad offers his perspective on college football and he's like, I, I think that his perspective is always pretty similar. He never gets statistical with it. It's always just how bad do they want it? Right. Yeah. Because after, he's the one that fucking lived it. And he's the one that decided, I want to be the baddest motherfucker to play college football. Right. And it takes an entire team, fucking 22 guys at the very least, to all determine that we want to be the fucking best. You know what? And we are not going to let anybody else beat us. Right. And it's whether or not the team this year is going to have that mentality. I love that you, you didn't, you didn't, go to a record you didn't put any numbers you didn't say bowl game but what you just said is very timely because during scott frost um presser i think that was saturday he had mentioned that the offensive line like they're doing these this progress of monitoring and he mentioned that um like it tracks their overall output and like the effort that they're giving yeah and he he had mentioned that the output that the offensive line has been giving is like doubled years past. Yeah. And you know, you could ask like, how exactly are they right. you know, mon- like that's weird tracking yeah. that. Yeah. But it's like, it brings up your point of wants to, and just how bad do you effing want it? Right. And it's like, why that, why weren't you guys given the same effort before? Right. But you know, is it, is it the new mentality? Is it the firing off the ball? Is it all that stuff? But yeah, I mean, I like how you're not putting a number on it. You're just saying, do you want this shit or not? Yeah. I think that that's, the, you know, that's pretty much the only way that I can reasonably look at it from my perspective and how I grew up and with how it ties into what I do is when there is nothing else to get better at, when you have as much technology as you can have, when you have the most perfectly crafted team, then what is there that is the make or break it deal? It's the emotion that goes into it. It's how fucking bad do you want it? How bad do you want to win the game that half of the country is going to be watching you compete in and what is in your way and how are you going to get the fuck out your way? Week, right. week zero, you're the, you're the game. Yes. Like, right. are you going to come out flat and everybody looks at you and says, same old freaking Nebraska, man. Right. Yeah. Or are they going to say, oh, shit. I mean, they got a new staff. These guys whip these dudes into shape. Bunch of badasses. Right. Hopefully that's what they'll be saying about Nebraska. They only year. had close losses last year, and look, they look the part now, right? Yeah. I mean, that that's what people, especially the outside looking in, the people that aren't living and breathing it, unfortunately, like we do. Right. It's it's the guys, it's the people that are on the outside. They're like, hey, holy shit, Nebraska looked pretty good. Or they're going to say, well, it's Nebraska again. You know, like, same old, same old. Illinois last year, week zero, same thing. Yeah. I mean, like. Something's got to give. Nebraska is going to have to prove it, especially when you're the only show on August 27th. You are the only show on TV. He says, you know, half the country is going to be watching. No, literally any college football fan that wants to watch college football because we're all itching Everyone's in our seat right thirsting, now. thirsting for it. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm watching preseason football right now because I just want to see fucking football. Yeah. Right? right? The people that are like, oh, I want to see college football. They're going to watch Nebraska play Northwestern and Dublin, Ireland. Yep. And on yep. that mentality thing, you have to something that like just kind of came to mind was that you have this team full of transfers, right? You have one of the highest transfer percentages in the country. And you have to think that as many times as we've talked about O'Shawn Mathis and um, and Thompson and everybody that's coming here is like a one stop shop. Yeah. Like, their only goal is to come here, prove what they have, and go to the NFL. You have to assume or you would hope that these kids are coming to Nebraska wanting to be the best. Right. And and that is where that motivation comes from because they have to prove it here and then move on later on down the road. So that's kind of like that's a that's a big point to the transfer portal era and, and kind of what Nebraska's situation is right now. 
and that is who wants it more, right? Is it the guys that left where they've been comfortable, they moved on to a new spot, learned a whole new offense, learned a whole new defense. They want it bad, right, just for themselves. Now, whether or not they see that as the bigger picture or just for themselves, that's a big factor Absolutely. in itself. But but you'd hope that that want to be the greatest is there. Yeah. And to be fair, like, um, Oshan comes comes on campus and – by all accounts, he says the right things. He's like, I don't want to ruffle any feathers. I kind of wish he would ruffle some feathers. But, like, because you got to change the mentality of yeah. that room. Maybe like, they're three and nine. I mean, I, I wish you'd go in there and kind of. You guys look like ass, like, right? Yeah. Like, you know, like, talk them down. Light, right. some, light some fires under their yeah. ass. Yeah. And it, it, but, almost, it almost sounds like that's kind of happening, though, because Scott even mentioned he's like, you know, um, he says in his press conference the other day that, you know, he's seeing a lot more effort from, like, Garrett Nelson, who I don't think needed a nudge on the effort portion. No, no, freak. If anything, he needs to just tone it down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, 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 no. We yeah. can't say that. No. And Caleb Tanner, I guess it just sounds like I don't know. Oshan has just kind of brought a, a new level to to the guys on the line. So, well, I think so. I'm actually curious to know what you guys' perspective is on this because I think that this brings into the whole mentality thing. Me personally, after seeing the way that this has shaped kind of the subculture amongst college football players across the country. I think that NIL deals and private sponsored deals are going to be the downfall of college football. Ooh, I genuinely think so because it's creating a subculture to where if you're able just by doing some fucking TikTok dances or whatever with some brand paying for it, if you're able to go buy your mom a G-Wagon and Gucci yourself down when you're 20 years old, think about how that affects the locker room. The and soci- practice, yeah, the, the social psychology. aspect, exactly, yeah. and that's. I had a very good conversation about that with one of my dad's former teammates recently, and you know, it's, it's just one of those things that I imagine. Like, how do you think Tom Osborne would react if he right. found out that his kids were making a hundred grand a year, and they grand. had a chance to make a hundred year off that's of nothing. his program? Right. Well, it, it it takes away from us, yes, and it puts more on me, me. definitely, and it's just like you know, and and. He, we talk, we've talked about it in the past where it's like, okay, Casey Thompson, maybe he makes half a mil, right, right, this year. And what does that say to the other guys on the team? It, it has to create some sort of rift. Well, because for the entire history of college football, it's been a level playing field and from a monetary aspect. Yeah. yeah. You know, like it's the, the whole – once you get up into the NFL, that's all part of it. Like that's kind of why we eat up the NFL. You know, go watch somebody with a with an eight-figure contract go and get their shit rocked. Yeah. It's right. like, you know, that's pretty cool. But I feel like that that's one of the aspects that really separates the NFL from college football and seeing that be blended back into the college football scene. It, it honestly, it makes me less anxious to, to see how things are going to go down because, you know, from, from a performance, from a playing aspect, because it, it, it brings the reality TV aspect to college football that should never be in college football. In my personal Shitty musician. No, stop. <laughs> hey, hey, relax. Um, well, like you, you would hope that we're still in the the early throes of nil, and you hope that as the years go along, it's going to become a little more stable, and there's going to be right. some guardrails put up, and right. you you would hope that players would recognize that the money that you make off a of TikTok or whatever would is going to pale in comparison to what you're going to make by if being, you make the NFL yeah, by oh, yeah. being a productive like. Yeah, if the NFL is like your your main goal, like, right? But but it's hard to make it in the NFL. It's hard. One hundred percent. Absolutely. Most guys don't make it two years. Right. You know, and it's just at the same time, I'm also like, all right, if you're gonna make money off TikTok, you do what you got to do. I guess. Right. Right. You know, I'm never gonna take away from someone if if you have a a God given gift and and you can make some money, you know, in your in your time frame that you know you're gonna make money, go for it. It it's just. It's going to take a good head coach. It's going to take good culture. Definitely. Right? It's all to, about culture. To gather all those guys in, no matter what your ego is, what your, your salary is, whatever it is, you have to be able to take all these guys in and, and build something you know, for, for a team. You know? So that, that's the tough part. You know what's not a tough part? <laughs> what? <laughs> they rolled out. This dude really wants to talk about it. Yeah, he does. Let's go. They rolled out these. <laughs> Alternate u- uniforms for 2022. Oh, 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 oh. And they're trying <laughs> oh, to bring back. Dude. They're trying to bring oh, back okay. the mesh look. I yeah. 
Yeah. Fuck with that. You fuck with it? I love it. Okay. Because Dude. listen, every picture <laughs> yeah. that I have seen growing up, yeah. Because like, I, I still, even though it was my dad, it's like I'm. It's really coming around now that like I look at pictures of him, especially now because when he was in 1995 when they won the 95 champion championship, it, my dad was 22. All the seniors were 22. I'm fucking 22. Right. Like, what the hell? And looking, at the, okay, my favorite my favorite picture of the pipeline of all time is once they broke the record for the most pancakes in a single season. Oh, yeah. And they're all sitting, you see the picture where they're all oh, yeah, sitting they're, around yeah. and they got to eat the pancakes and they got the mesh jerseys on. Or you also got the fucking, oh my God. Dude, that's so sick. Hold on, this isn't good for the pod because people can't see this. No, they can't see it. We're, <laughs> what are you we playing? Are, we're currently video. showing the uniform reveal. Oh, now this this is what they ought to do if they really want to rock with that. Pull the pull the Christian Peter and cut it off right That's below what? the numbers. That's what cut it off at. right below the numbers. Do you get the gut out? And that is when you are going to start to see some bad assery take place on the football field. Do you understand? The thing I want to see the most is a dude sacking someone. They're on the bones, and I want to see some happy trail. You're I want to see some right. hairy belly button. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> That's when you know it's real. Oh, yeah. No, it's <laughs> all about the fucking mesh. Not the fake mesh. Not this. Right. Oh, we put fake dots on the numbers. Wait, are they not actually I, mesh? No. No, oh, no it's just like on. it's like dot, like dots, like pics, oh, yeah. pixelated, all pixelated right. bullshit. Okay. Yeah. Well, I so, went from a fan to all right, yeah. some bullshit. Okay. Uh, so now let's, let's take it back to 2022. Okay. Right, Hush. they they unveil these uniforms. You know, Cooper liked them at first. Now, okay, so we have, all, all I'm gonna say is, if you're gonna rock that do it, style, right? do it you better don't. pull it off. Yeah, because you gotta right. understand what you're representing with that shit. You better go watch. You guys seen Christian Peters pump up video that they oh, did yeah. in 1994? Oh yeah. Oh my god. Oh, oh, that's my favorite. I watch that video sometimes before my shows if I want to get really pumped up. <laughs> and I'm just like sitting in my car watching it on YouTube. But he's like, we're gonna smash his butt. We're gonna make him eat our whatever beneath our feet and, and I beneath our feet and I'm sitting in my car and I'm like yeah <laughs> that's how you know this dude is like Nebraska through and through I watch Christian Peter videos before I go sing a sappy country song in You're front of people right. let's fucking go hell yeah <laughs> That takes a different kind of person, right? Because that's what the culture. That's exactly what the culture was. It was the we can't be beat, won't be beat culture. Yeah. And that's that's what needs to that's what's at the end of the day, that's what needs to come back before yeah. we see anything happen. Yeah. And I don't think there's anybody on the team that would say, No, you know, I don't want to wear the cutoff jersey <sighs> with the man. Come on. Yeah. Guess so who would be sick. we all know who would be first in line. Garrett Nelson. Garrett motherfucking Nelson. <laughs> he was the first to shave his fucking head. I don't know if you saw that. So they're all trying to like reenact the Jason Christian Peter oh, thing. Shit. They're going fucking bald, oh, which is awesome. Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. That's sure. camaraderie, right? Sure, you got, you got sure. a team thing. Everybody's shaving their head, D-line. I'm all for it. But it's yeah. like, give me some real mesh. That's all I want. Well, dude, you know it's real mesh yeah. when you can see the actual pads underneath the jersey. That's exactly. what I want to see. I want to see exactly. some fucking. Yeah. I want to see some tummy, baby. I want to see some more like four foot tall collars, neck rolls, oh, yeah, neck, neck rolls. rolls on our linebackers. Yes, dude. I want to see some more like we, Phil Ellis. So Phil Ellis, who played back in the nineties, is one of my dad's best friends. He got married recently because a couple years ago, and I went to his wedding, and we're like just digging through some old shit, and he found his helmet. It looked like that helmet had been run over by a lawnmower. <laughs> like that is the most fucked up helmet I've ever seen. And they kept it because they wouldn't. If it, if your helmet gets a scratch on it, I was like, oh, we need to get you a new helmet. Look nice. <laughs> Hell no. Those are the most badass battle scars you can right. possess as an athlete. Yeah. What that? Because imagine how terrifying that would be lining up with Phil Ellis about to blitz your ass and seeing that his helmet looked like it got chewed on by a shark. <laughs> yeah. It's like that's the that's what needs to come back. Yeah. Helmet stickers are one thing. Yeah. Freaking lawnmower blades all throughout your helmet that's no. that's a whole nother message it's got stains from every color under the Purple. rainbow from every helmet that he Black. absolutely lit somebody up yeah. with yeah and while we're at it why don't we go little giants routes we'll start handing out fucking alka seltzers and making kids <laughs> foam's mouth or their mouths foam i'm all in on that yeah that's funny red contacts oh yeah like some fucking kyle vandenbosch Van Van let's yeah. fucking go yeah red eyes and fucking foam coming out of the mouth who's not gonna oh, be yeah. intimidated by that right. shit oh my god <laughs> i love it dude that's oh my god i wish i could see that okay so like yeah back in 2017 they they actually brought back that mesh look yeah and that's against I, wisconsin and they ended up losing so Hey, but it's not how you play. It's how you look, guys. It's no. how you look. Yeah. No, it, didn't be able look good. it didn't look good in 2017. It still doesn't look now. good now. I'm just telling you right now. That if I don't see no bellies, off. I'm, I'm like, I was so pumped. And then as soon as you said that that's not real mesh, that like, that kind of broke my heart a little bit. That's I like, I don't know, man. That's like fake Gucci belt energy. Am I? 
Am I the only one that wishes they'd kind of drop Adidas at this point? Okay, at least the... Mm. Give me some Nike, baby. That's all I want. Oh, Riddell. You know, like Rid- Russell. Dad, Russell. Riddell. If, if a team comes out decked in Riddell, mm, you're about to get countryfied. <laughs> you're about to get absolutely sent back and tell your Holy mama shit. about it. Hell yeah. Cool. Why? Riddell. Oh, Wait, people, people, people give a shit about living in the past, right? They do do that. Yeah, they We've been do. living in the past since 1995, baby. Hey, let's do it. 97. 97. 97. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, hey, I mean, did, did we want to touch on anything else at all? Oh, you know what? Let's let's let Cooper just kind of plug himself really quick. Tell us. So you just had your, your new single, Thief, come out. Plug yourself. Where can people find all that? Where can they find you? Um, just tell everybody anything about Cooper James. Oh, shit. First of all, thank you guys for having me, man. This has been a blast. It's been of so course. much fun. Thanks, Thanks for fun. being here, man. Of course. This was great. I've been looking forward to it all week. But yeah, y'all, I would love it if you check out the new song, new music video, Thief. You can stream it wherever you listen to music, Spotify, Apple Music, all that good stuff. Just look up Cooper James and you'll see the new single. And if you look up the look up the music video on YouTube, you'll see that as well. We shot that all in Louisville, Nebraska, and mm. it was an absolute blast to shoot. And um, you'll be able to find all my other music on there. Check me out on social media platforms as well, Facebook and Instagram. Just look up Cooper James. Not Twitter. Yeah. Not Twitter. Yeah. Not Twitter. I can't no. do Twitter. <laughs> I wish I had a Twitter like you guys. You guys know who Co Wetzel is? Uh-uh, He's a country uh-uh. singer. His Twitter is absolutely sawed off, unhinged, and it's absolutely hilarious. Sawed I off. wish that I could have a Twitter like Co Wetzel. You could. I don't. I don't know if I could deliver though, because uh-huh. I, I don't know. You're telling me the frat president couldn't say, deliver. Uh, you can deliver. <laughs> well, you'll be able to see plenty of where I'm out and about. I play around here in the in the eastern Nebraska area quite often. Yes, so. you do. You uh, want to come hang out, come see me at a show, uh, check me out on socials, and I post every show on there. Um, come see me, come hang out, and boy, seriously, thank you for having me, man. Yeah, I, as someone awesome. who has attended multiple Cooper James shows, it's an absolute party. I mean, go check them out. Yeah. Uh, find your local listings and, and just come check them out. It, it's a good time, and it, it's just genuine. Every time that I go to a Cooper James show, I know I'm getting a good show, and it, it's coming it's coming straight from the heart. So I, The dude... Listens to a fucking Christian Peter speech. He's going to bring the heat, <laughs> damn it. Bring it, baby. Go watch him. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Hey, hometown hero, Cooper James. Thanks a lot for coming on No Block, No Rock, man. Thank you guys so much. Right. It's been a pleasure. Before we sign off this awesome episode of No Block, No Rock, we wanted to pay a tribute. So I'm going to send you, send us over to Kyle really quick to talk about that. Yeah. So every year there is this benefit for veterans um, and all these like organizations that help veterans. And so behind us, you saw it on our Instagram story. There's this huge wall of all the fallen Nebraska soldiers and Marines and airmen. And I just wanted to touch on this just real quick. So coming up, I think, I believe this Saturday, August 20th, they're doing a walk. Um, it's a 50 mile march that come that ends at the Nebraska Brewing Company tap room. And basically it covers three organizations. So it's a guitar service using music to help veterans coping with PTSD uh, moving veterans forward to help veterans find housing and operation 22 till freedom, um, which helps veterans dealing with mental health issues and suicide. So the first year that they did it, there were six walkers raising approximately $25,000. The second year was approximately 50 walkers raising $140,000. And this year they've got 62 walkers. And the goal is to raise $200,000 for these organizations. A hundred percent of the funds raised goes to the organizations there's zero overhead and zero money paid to anybody working in the organizations um, and there's little qr codes and stuff around the tap room um, that you might see if you stop in and just kind of check it out we just wanted to show a little bit of support to it um, so if you guys have a chance stop in the tap room grab yourself a beer um, and take a look at this wall it's just got pictures and notes from people that died fighting or or other causes um, related to their service to our country. So I just wanted to bring that up. Um, and I think it's a great thing that they're doing. Well, yeah. And coming from Kyle, I mean, he is a veteran himself and Oh yeah. I mean, and everybody here on no block, no rock has been impacted or has somebody they know that, um, has served for this country. So, um, just a huge tribute here. If you guys get a chance, come, come to the tap room, check out this awesome memorial to, to honor all the veterans that put their lives on the line for our freedom. So standing in front of it makes you feel, uh, very small yeah absolutely it's 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 very humbling yeah yeah humbling is an understatement so yeah so just to wrap up wherever you guys get your podcast we are there spotify apple wherever you find us give us a five-star review it helps us somehow 
It helps us. Please do it. Don't give us a one-star review, because if you do, that's very evil. Because we are at 31 reviews with all five stars on Spotify. So let's keep that up. Um, go to nbnrpodcast.com. We have merch on there. Merch, handbags. We have handbags. Real, real merch. Still have handbags. Like koozies. Cooper got one. Absolutely, I did. Yeah. We used the hell out of it. Yeah, I think you rented it out to his car, because I don't see it. Oh, I got it in a... Where did I put it? It's probably in, it's right there. Man, right you better not lose that thing. No, I'm not gonna. <laughs> Dude, I feel like a lot of people lose our koozies. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter at NBNR Podcast. There's a little thing called. T- I mean, I haven't made any in a long time, but TikTok. You guys have MySpace? I we should. <laughs> uh, we do, and my friend, you are now part of the top five. So congratulations Sweet. to you. <laughs> oh man, blast from the past, right there. Yeah, baby. You're Let's in my top go. five. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And like our music is just Hail Varsity. Yes. Okay, let's just sign off, guys. What do you th- what do you say? Let's do yeah. it. All right. I'm one of your hosts, Jared Hall, Kyle Byers, Mike Delaware, and Cooper James. And as always, twelve days beat Northwestern and GBR. Go big. Bro-